authentic conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is October the 5th, 2014. That feels crazy even saying that. This year is surely flying by. Time waits on no one. If we look at how our last few weeks, days, and months have gone, it is certainly obvious that one thing that we cannot afford to waste in life is time. Sure, you can get back things. You can put out all the money on earth, but the one thing that will never come back your way will be the opportunity to correct some of the mistakes you make in life, i.e., you cannot afford to keep wasting your time with people that really don't matter, being in relationships that are going nowhere really, really, really fast. As a matter of fact, the more that you focus on that, um, you're, you're just who are you lying to? I mean, really, yourself? We know better than anybody if there's anyone that can pull the wool over our eyes. It's not somebody else. It's definitely you. You know, when I look at my life and I think of all of the stupid things that I have done or the things that I even wanted to do, I found myself lost. And when I say lost, I do mean lost. If you're like me, you have more than likely, and and I'm going to say this because I don't want uh, any of my male audience tonight to think, okay, Dr. D, man, you're doing an Oprah show? Come on, really? No, I'm not. What I'm doing tonight is I hopefully I'm going to help some of you not be where I have been or where many of us have been, and that's in the right relationship with the wrong damn person. What I mean by that is just simply this. You can meet someone be physically attracted to them. You can connect with them. Even I've even seen this thing go down like this. I have seen people go so far as to date someone for more than a year or two to the point that they get rings, get engaged, even walk down the aisle, spend 5, 10, 20, uh, even 50 grand on a wedding. And after all of that, they still come up short. Now the question is, how in the dickens does this happen? Well, before you start shaking your head and saying it'll never happen to me or you're doing the exact opposite, thinking that I'm picking on you, not true. I'm going to give you the reasons why women get in relationships with men that are emotionally unavailable or you have the right guy, but because you are such a control freak and paranoid you railroad something that was actually going exactly the way that you wanted it to go, and for whatever reason, kapow, there it is, right back down in the toilet again. And, and what do you have to show for it? 
nothing. As a matter of fact, what you found is a hot mess waiting to happen. Now, I want to give you something. On tonight's show, make sure that if you want to go into the chat room, if you're listening to via Blog Talk Radio, uh, I have staff monitoring that thing. If something significant, a comment or a question pops up, we will be checking in. I'll be checking in with them every now and then. They're handling that in another city. So uh, they will be sending messages to me via the back line. And I will address that. Also, going toward the end of tonight's program, I we're going to take some calls, very few. So here's the rules on the phone calls. Child, do not call me. Talking about, I'm talking about Raymond Jenkins, who lives at 1314 Mockingbird Lane in Birmingham, Alabama. That's right, girl. He is nothing. I, don't Don't call me talking about anybody outing them like that because we haven't heard that other person's side of the story. And for all we know, you may be the one that's crazy or both y'all are. So if that's the case, I want to be fair to people. So if your call makes it through the lines, because our phone lines are already jammed right now. The show has been on the air every bit of four and a half minutes, and we have packed phone lines. But the thing is, when if you do call in, just give that person's name, and and if you can, you use, some of y'all used to line anyway, so just make up another line, another name for the person. The other thing is uh, don't monopolize the time because I'm going to try to take several calls. Tonight our goal is to pimp-proof you from going right back down the same road again with somebody different. I know by now you should be sick and tired of being sick and tired of being in these dysfunctional, go-nowhere relationships with your heart getting, um, let's just say, trampled on over and over again for less of a reason. That's not helping you, and it sure the heck isn't helping anyone else. So what we want to do this evening is make sure that, uh, and I'm going to tell you, get take your notes. This is definitely a night to take lots of notes. Uh, I'm going to go down some checklists. By the time we're finished, you will be able to identify the signs of a relationship that either has potential or one that is going absolutely nowhere. We want to make sure that you don't get your heart broken again. Uh, Hang on, my producer's sending me a note. Okay, we may or may not be taking a break this evening uh, from music or what have you in the program. So if we if we don't, I'm sorry. But tonight's focus is on you. I know for a fact that there are a lot of women out there and men that are just really sick and tired of being sick and tired. I, but let me educate you first before we even get started. Good, ladies. Here's some reasons why most Men, and I'm talking to my sisters now, uh, not you tenderonies out there that are 25, but some of y'all are 25 going on 50, so you might want to check this out. But I'm talking to my sisters out there now that are 35 and up, especially to you. This applies to all women that are listening to this show, but if you're 35, 45, 55 years old, this you really need to hear what I'm about to tell you, and I'm going to tell you why. You guys are competing for men um, at a level that you know not of. Let me give you some statistics, and these are hard, okay? Um, First of all, women outnumber men just in general 20 to 1. That's right. It's 20 of you guys to every man. 
Let's throw in guys that are incarcerated. Let's throw in guys that are homosexual. Let's throw in that guy that has on white socks and his pants up above his navel with his testicles showing, you know, that undesirable dude, the one that's scratching him. Okay, we add him in there, and then um, let's just throw in crazy guys. And the, the good men that are in relationships and the good men, which there are many good men that are good husbands and good fathers out there, um, when you get finished throwing that curve at this thing, good eligible men are outnumbered by women about three to 500 to one, depending on where you are in the country, depending on what kind of guy you're attracted to. But if you're talking about a dude with a little swag, if you're talking about a guy that is making a six-figure income, if you're talking about a guy that can take off his shirt and still look down and see his pubic hair, now the numbers are really getting thin. It's like the air up on top of Mount Everest. It's very thin up there. So if that's the guy that you want, you really want to take notes during tonight's program. It gets increasingly difficult for us to get our stuff on board and to have functional relationships between, and this is especially true for minority women, and when I say minority women, because I know if I, I'm part Hispanic, so I can get away with saying this, what, you know, there's a whole bunch of us around, you know what I mean? It's some about uh, being Catholic and birth control, which I'm not Catholic, and birth control, that's your preference, but you know, even when I get to the minorities, when I get and start talking about Asian men, when I start talking about Arabic men and especially African-American men, the numbers are thinning out and they are thinning out fast. So do you really have any more time to waste? The answer to that would be heck to the no. Going beyond that statement, why are these men and Set, why are they so scarce? Well, real simple. If we look at populations in America, who is most marginalized, who doesn't really get the breaks, you're going to see that minority men of all races, not just black, are coming up a bit short. Therefore, the ones that stand out are much more visible and highly in demand. Now, with that stated, ladies, I'm going to put you inside the mind of a man because I'm not, and please don't send me some letter to my Dr. Young, you ain't nothing, because I'm not saying I am, but I'm the guy in, in, in terms of demographics that a lot of you women are looking for. I'm not saying you're looking for me. Please don't think I'm that crazy. But what I mean by that is I'm a single successful guy eligible bachelor, all of this stuff. And when you look at guys that are fitting that description, you ask yourself, well, why, is, why, why can't I meet him? Where is he? Well, let me throw some things at you. First of all, and, and please write this down. I, I cannot emphasize enough to you to take notes tonight because I'm going to do something that is seldom done, and that is give you the passcode to get behind the veil and go into the mind of the average man. And I'm talking about the man you want to marry, not some buster 
not some, you know, jailbird. I'm talking about uh, the guy you want, okay? First thing, if he has been married before or has children, many men are gun-shy of getting in a committed relationship, and here's why. They feel that they have been punished. And I know women aren't going to agree with that, so please, ladies, don't get mad at me. Don't kill the messenger over the message. I'm giving you the truth of why men are behaving the way they are in 2014, 2015. I'm letting you know right now what is going on with the guy that you're going, how come he didn't call me back? Or, okay, well, we were cool for six months. Now all of a sudden I, we talk four times a day. Now we don't talk at all. I'm letting you know what is going on with these guys, okay? First one, if he got married, if he had children, he, many men feel not only failure, but they've been punished, and I'm going to tell you how. And, and I know it's hard for, for a lot of you ladies, especially when I'm describing your ex-husband or your baby daddy, for you to go, I don't feel sorry for him. Well, okay, you don't, but the man that wasn't a good fit for you is the perfect fit for somebody else, so sit your behind down somewhere and chill out, and you might learn something tonight. That guy had to go to court, and relationship ended. And, and let's not start judging why these relationships ended. Some of them could have ended because of infidelity. Some of them could have ended just because people outgrew each other. So it's not always somebody was cheating on somebody. Or, you know, somebody was a potential morally guest and he was not the father. Nothing like that. People outgrow each other. Some men their wives die tragically in a car wreck, cancer, breast cancer, what have you. Oh, by the way, while I'm saying that, please support the pink and support breast cancer. Uh, I'm a big supporter of that. Both my parents died from cancer. Uh, I had a son die from cancer, so I really want to urge you guys, please support all of those programs. But with that stated, men grieve at a level that women know not of. And and here's why. Ladies, you all are smarter than men. You're smarter than us. When you guys form social groups, you call each other, girl, I feel so bad. I swear to God, Tyrone left and he took the tuna fish and everything else. Well, man, I, if you're crying over some tuna fish, you may we may need to talk. But the truth is you form social networks. Men you know, what do you you remember, especially you ladies that had brothers or that are raising a child to be a normal boy, what happens when the little boy falls down? Get up. Come on now. Stop acting like a little punk. Quit acting like a sissy. You're not no little girl. But see, when a girl falls, what do we do? Are oh, you okay? Come here. And everybody cares. So from an early point in life, men start learning to shut down their feelings. I was out exercising the other day. I saw a soccer game, the cutest little thing, these little kids playing soccer between probably like, you know, six to nine years old or something like that. And the little boy took one. Somebody kicked that ball and hit that little boy up in the head. And I, I looked at you know, uh, how he's a little white boy, a little cute, gold, blonde head little boy. And you know how white kids get hit with anything. They look red as a beat. That ball left him looking like a, a ripe tomato. He was so red. And he got ready to cry. 
And his dad looked over at him and said, hey, hey, come on now. Get back in the game. Don't, don't cry. And that's exactly how many men are. We're walking around. Yeah, we're well-dressed. Yes, we have on the, the $2,000 watch and the $1,000 suit driving the $50,000 car. And we have a 10-cent emotional mentality. We're hurting. You will never tell it because we're so busy talking loud and acting cocky. But the truth is, a lot of men are walking around wounded. And the ones that were married and the ones that had kids, the court system said, well, you know what? And, and ladies, you know this. You good women out there, you're not asking a guy for child support, and not unless you just really need it. If you had four or five kids, hell yeah, you need some help, even if you had one. But if you had one, you know, first of all, before dogs do it with each other, they at least sniff each other out so you didn't have that much sense. Because if you did, you don't need to take some guy to child support court. But most good men do want to take care of their kids. Or if they have a child and they don't want to take care of it, then that's you. I'm going to fall to him and you, you the fool that laid down and opened your legs for this sorry man, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. But the truth of it is, is the good guys get punished. And when they go to court, now they don't get to see their kids. When they do get to see them, there's all of this toxic, uh, uh, toxic communication between the mother and the father. The court is uh, ordering probably some kind of foolishness that makes absolutely no sense for all parties involved. So you got this guy that his last memory of being in a relationship is if this doesn't work, it's going to cost me. And it's not over because this guy's paying right now. When he met you, he's still giving 1000 in alimony, uh, 1500 in child support. He's still not seeing his kids, and when he does see the kids, they act strange toward him because I'll give you an example. With me, I did not have that problem, thank God, you know, of all the things me and my kid's mom didn't do. We never tripped out between us and the kids, but the good thing that did happen was, you know, we, we didn't have that, tox that toxic stuff, but I'm an only child. My mother and father are both deceased, so it's just me. Every time I would go to one of my kids' graduations or do something, here I am, young party of one, and here's their mother with her sister, her brother, her mother, her father, her aunt, her cousins, and again, here's young party of one. So I always felt like even attending events for my own children, that I'm on a date and I'm sitting in the back seat while the two people in the front are making out. You know, that's a lot of fun, right? So there are a lot of men that are feeling like that. The other thing is men do not get help. Now, this is a change I'm seeing of late. In my practice as a relationship uh, coach and as a holistic coach, I would say it's a new trend but I'm actually starting to have a lot of single men come in wanting to get their heads straight and wanting to position themselves for relationships. So, ladies, that's another myth. Men do get help, but only a few. And when I say a few, out of 100 men, I would dare to say five will reach out for that help. Now, going beyond this, 
uh, in the last couple of years, I have facilitated or been um, a key speaker for several men's groups, faith-based organizations, as well as social and civic organizations. The number one conversation when men are talking about relationships is they get used. Now, sisters, let me tell the truth. They set themselves up for it, don't they? Yeah, we do. I used to be that fool, too. We go into a bar. What do we do? We're flashing our money. We're talking about our car, talking about who we know, what we're doing. So what do we attract? Not the woman that's like you listening to this show right now. We attract Miss Ratchet Chick. We, we attract the hood rat, Miss Hoochie Mama. And when we do it, why did we attract her? Because we were looking at that behind. We were look, You know, men love body parts, ladies, and I'm going to visit that later in the show, but we do. Uh, you know, some men are weird. They want to suck your toes and look at your feet. Other men, they're looking at legs and butts and boobs, and uh, some guys are looking at lips. But all men are, at one level, we're all pretty shallow. I'm just going to be honest about it. Yes, we are. So that's our other problem is that we end up giving our quality time to a woman that's less than quality, and we wonder, okay, uh, why did I, why did we just see Denzel with Shaniqua? Uh, if your name is Shaniqua Child, I'm not talking about you, but Shaniqua, Denzel don't want you. He's married. But anyway, going back, if we stop and really break this down, this thing down even further, you know, I already talked about how the numbers don't play in our favor simply because of incarceration, gay men, men not being eligible, that guy that you saw uh, digging in his nose and wiping it on his pant leg, you know, those. there's a lot of that. But going beyond that, now you've got these emotionally bruised men which now have become emotionally unavailable. So the question of the day is, how do you know it's the right guy? Hmm. Glad you asked. Let's start answering that question right now. But I'm going to answer it by telling you how you can tell when you got the wrong guy. Ready? When, when we're with the wrong person, you have, I'm not even going to say red flags. You're just at the flag store. You see material, some dye, and you see some sticks, right? You don't have a flag yet, but you have all the trappings to make one. Maybe that's one of the reasons why our minds are in denial in spite of all the signs that are presented before us. Now, who can blame, who can blame you ladies or men for ignoring this so long? And then the other thing we wonder is, you know, what is unfolding before our eyes that we are ignoring? Well, get your pen, write this down. When a relationship starts up, most of the time, you're not dating the person, you're dating their representative. People, including you, yes, I'm talking to you, are on your best behavior. And we want to say certain things and do certain things to make sure this person likes us or thinks that, hey, you know what, I am not like everybody else. Well, first of all, let me tell you something. Ladies, oh, ladies, 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 ladies. I love y'all. I've got I've got some beautiful adult daughters, and I hope one of you are listening to this show right now. But uh, the truth of it is, the reason that we put on the Ritz 
And the reality that comes from it is two totally different things. You're declaring, sticking your flag in the sand, who you are not, right? You are vehemently saying, look, I am not, let, and I, oh, let me do this before I even get into this conversation. If you have a child in the room and that child is not, I'm going to say, safely 14 years old, you need to go tell them to go watch something on TV, which is probably way worse than what I'm going to be talking about. But get them out the room because I'm going to go into some adult conversation tonight. So if you don't have the common sense to get your child out the room right now, don't write in your letter. Tell my Dr. Young, come on, Twyla was in the room. And why did you say penis? Now she wants to know what a penis is. Well, hey, I told you to tell Twyla to get out the room. So right now, get, get your kids out the room. Tell them to go play with the dog, go play with the spiders or the roaches, whatever you got. But just get them out the room. I hope you are not letting your child play with roaches. That was a joke. Now, back to this. While you are putting on this Ritz, you want to let the man know how educated you are, which is good. I have a few degrees myself. Keep going. You want the man to know that you're not going to be physical. You would dare not do that. That's why some of y'all are walking around now looking like a hunched-up cat because you've got all this stress built up. You want to let him know what you are not going to put up with and that you are only interested in a committed, lasting relationship. <clears throat> Girlfriend, let me tell you something. You know what you just did? You just set yourself up to get played like a Stradivarius. What I mean by that is this. You gave every brother that did not mean you any good a roadmap into how to play a game to get your panties off. And, and being honest with you, ladies, men that go along with that crap with you, they are just as full of mess as, as a bag of fertilizer. And here's how you can tell. No normal man wants to date a woman that looks like she belongs on the box of Quaker Oats or you look like Aunt Jemima from the pancake box dressed you. <laughs> no man wants a woman like that. The second thing is no man likes pretentious, snobby, controlling women. And again, ladies, don't get mad at me tonight. I'm telling you what men don't tell you. And for some of my sisters out there that either your daddy was a fool, so now you're expecting men to be no better than your father was or your uncle or your brothers or whatever male figures in your life you saw dogging out women and mistreating people. You know, so you come to this table and you come under the auspices of being represented by your heroic or your, um, what, what do I want to call this person? Your, your female super hero. You know, you want to come into the room being this alpha female, and here's what happens. Good men, the man that you want, the one you want a relationship, here's the sign that you're sending, and here's the sign he's getting. You're sending the sign, I am not no garden tool. I'll just say it for my church sisters because y'all just been out of service 
for about seven hours, so y'all won't be back to cussing till tomorrow afternoon. So uh, you don't want to look like the garden too, you know the one that you know, you know, you know the one. So you you let him know that you know I I, I don't I, I don't do sex, and I don't kiss, and you know, and and I'm looking for a husband. I'm looking for something serious. Here's what that man is hearing based on what you're saying. You're frigid. I'm going to be bored as hell. If you act in this way now, I hate to see what happens after this relationship starts. And by the way, you are the B word. I don't want to use that word, but you know the word I'm talking about, right? It starts with a B, ends in an H. And what happens is the very goal you had of protecting yourself, you just did a doggone good job, babe. You just protected yourself from getting in any type of serious relationship with anybody because you just basically told the brother, start running, she crazy. Start running. If you get with this woman, you're going to be bored as hell. Start running. This woman is a control freak. That is exactly how men hear it. Now, I understand that that is not your intent. As a matter of fact, your intent is to say, I've been hurt before. The last time I let my guard down, I had a 750 credit score. Now my credit's down to 600 or 500. Last time I let my guard down, I did not have this baby. Now I got a baby, and daddy is nowhere to be found. Last time I let my guard down, I was a whole functional, complete person, and I have been heartbroken and emotionally shattered for three years. Okay, I get it. I definitely get it. Get over it. Get over it, okay? Because that's your butt getting stuck in some fairy tale that America sold you. And for my friends in the UK and in the Middle East, stop clapping so loud because you won't hear the rest of the show. Uh, but America is full of crap. The stuff that we put on TV sends all these mixed messages, you know, barely walk around with anything on, but if you do that, you're a hoe. Or, you know what, uh, what do you mean you don't worship God? But if you do worship God, now you're judgmental as hell and you're looking down on everybody. I mean, this country is really jacked up. So what I'm going to tell you is deprogram yourself and disconnect. Get out of the matrix. Here's reality. Reality is, you remember I made the comment about the dog a minute ago? Oh, the other thing I saw when I was working out the other day was these two dogs was about to get him some. At least I think the dog was trying to get him some because he just sniffing and she just looking and he's sniffing and she looking. But the dog, before they did anything, he he sniffed her out and she checked him out. You are going into relationships, many of you, because I like muscles. Sound like Popeye muscles. Anyway, you you know what I mean. You he got good hair. I haven't heard that in a long time. Uh, even you remember the guy that was on the internet. I wish my producer could find this guy's name. You remember about a few weeks ago, he was the guy that took the mug shot with the green eyes, and all these women was talking about how handsome he was till they find out he's an idiot. But this is the stuff that you women are. Some of you, I'm not going to say all of you. Some of you are letting capture your attention. And what's happening is men, you're acting like the men that you don't want, being honest with you. So when you get into this thing with this guy, now all of a sudden you reach this point where you figure, okay, he seems nice. He took a bath. He smells good. He didn't split a verb yet. Should I give him some? 
Well, that's a good question, isn't it? Well, here's the truth. The answer to that is yes and no. Now, I'm going to tell you the no first because I want to get into the signs that those flags I told you, you know, the sticks, the cloth, you got me. I was telling you before they get to be flags, there's certain signs. Well, here's a few. The first sign is, can you be yourself around this guy? And is he being himself around you? Now, what does that mean? Here's a good thing. When you get to a point where at the beginning of a relationship is one thing to be courteous and it's another thing to be full of crap, or you know what I really want to say, but I'm working on my cursing, but the word starts with an S and ends with a T, full of, I want to say it so bad, but I'm going to try to be good tonight. When you get around this person and you know damn well that you don't have no money, but you talking about you and your girlfriend going on a cruise, what, when you need to be saying is she going on a cruise and I'm hoping I can go, or when you start talking about where you want to go eat and you know damn well that you would not take yourself there, but you want him to take you there, you know if you had to pay the bill, that that would be a that that would be a wrap. You know for a fact that you have issues with being loyal or trusting someone, and you're wondering why if you go into this relationship, it's that's a red flag, and that's not even a red flag on his part. That's a red flag on your part because what you're doing is you're wanting this guy to like this person that you aren't. You're wanting someone to get in a relationship with you, and all you're doing is selling them a bill of goods. Now, let's flip the script. If the only time you see this person, you're out somewhere where it's dark, meaning a club, a bar, a restaurant, you are always getting inebriated. There's the martinis, the shots of Patron, all of this stuff. Your conversations aren't based on anything but some bull crap. You don't talk about anything substantive, or your conversations are this fake deep. And what I mean by fake deep is, you know, you're talking about what's going on in the world. Um, you know, what do you think about Ebola? I know I don't want that. Sh- oh, I'm sorry. I know I don't want to catch it. See, I caught myself, folks. I didn't say the word. But when your conversations, are all based on bull crap. When you're always talking about what Ray J. Nim did and 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 Mimi and Nico and the sex tape and Nini and Phaedra, that is not a real conversation, people. That's not a real relationship, and that should be one of your biggest red flags. When I say a red flag, that one, you can go ahead and crank up the sewing machine, child. That's, that's right there. It's not going to last because you cannot date someone, and be uh, unavailable and not be authentic, and they're playing games too. Here's the next thing. Let's say, for instance, you get past that, and you are talking, and you're having decent conversations, but this guy can flirt more with you through text messages, through when, you know, you guys are out in public and everybody's around, But when you guys are alone, now all of a sudden, flirting stops, 
the laughing stops and you're just kind of like sitting there looking at each other, you know, like watching paint dry. I mean, really, that's another one of these red flags. Real relationships require connectivity, and they require connectivity at a level that money can't buy. You can't sit back and always count on the environment to fuel your attraction because, listen, it's not. Matter of fact, one of the things that I find most interesting is you should have a checklist. Now, write this down. This is really good stuff I'm giving you. I swear it's cheaper than what you paid to come in my office and get. If you can't really laugh and just talk, if your conversation is always serious, there's no laughter, no jokes. It's always, well, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, wow, that was so cool. Anybody that agrees with you all the time, there's something the hell wrong with you and them. Sooner or later, there should come a point where y'all don't have the same opinion. And if you keep always having the same opinion, somebody full of mess, okay? That's a red flag. That is somebody that is pretending to do and be what you want them to be. And I guarantee you there is a hidden agenda there, and it's probably you, lady, because if you're sitting there and everything this guy says <laughs> and all of that, it, it's it's – it's not good. And beyond that, when something is bothering a man, most of the time he won't tell you verbally, but his actions will definitely tell you. And, and here's some hints. If you're the one that's doing most of the calling, if you're the one that's initiating the conversation, a dude ain't feeling you. What men like, they pursue. Now, I'm not saying that just because this guy didn't call you back, he doesn't want you or he, he's not feeling you. I didn't say that. What I am saying is that men put their money and their time where they have interest. And if a man has interest in you, he's going to take you to the movies. He's going to take you to dinner. He's going to invite you to go walking. He's going to invite you to hold hands. He's going to invite you to do things, even if the brother doesn't have any money. And that's something else. And this is going to really go off into somebody's rabbit hole, and they're not going to feel it. If he is always paying for everything, chances are he does not take you that serious. I know that you just said, Dr. D, you're confusing me now, boo. No, I'm not. Men are not looking for a woman to take care of. No matter what your little sick fantasy is about me, I, I was I, I remember uh, not too long ago. Well, yeah, it was kind of long ago. I was dating this sister, and I thought she was going to turn her damn hands into some cups. Every time I looked up, she was asking for something, and I'm like, look, come on, boo, really? I mean, really, you don't have like, – you need gas, you need help with your lights – I mean, damn, go camping, shit, save on your electric bill. But the truth is, that's not reality. When a man is always taking you to dinner, buying you this, buying you that. Now, I, I'm going to say this. Even if the brother has a multi-million dollar business or a contract, if you are any kind of a decent woman, you should at least say, well, look, let me cook dinner. Let me help you clean up. Uh, do you need some help on that project you're working on? Whatever. But there should be some value from your end to his and from his end to yours. And I'm going to be, I'm going to throw this out there. When I was 40, and any of you that have read my books have been following me for a minute or what have you, 
you know, when I was 40, my mother passed away and everything got embezzled and I went from having stuff to being broke as I don't know what. When that took place, I found myself in this situation where I, in my past, had become this, I'm just going to say it, full of crap guy that was the essence of things. I was my J30. I was my Zynga pants and my Zanella pants. I wasn't I wasn't even D. I wasn't me. I had become this caricature because I thought that's what it, it I had to be in order for someone to value and like me. So if you're dating that guy, he's not emotionally mature yet. He it's a waste of your time. He needs to grow up. And to be honest, if you keep looking for guys like that, so do you. Real men have problems. Real men, especially the guy that you might not want to take too serious because you're figuring, okay, he's an entrepreneur. I am not fixing to be helping him with his business and all that, but you want to benefit from the business. You need the help. I was talking to someone the other day, and she said something that I just had the, the, a world of respect for. This isn't a rich woman. And she's dating a guy that has a, a personal service business. And what happened? She said, you know, Doc, I couldn't really help him the way I wanted to help him. But when he got this new location, he had to help finish it out. So I told him, you know what, I can help you paint. I can help pick up some little odds and ends to help decorate the place. You know, he had a couple of bad weeks. I helped him with uh, with the rent or with some supplies. And see, being honest, that's a man that was worth making that kind of investment in. Here's how you can tell when to help a man, ladies. When you see him grinding, and I'm not talking about talking about grinding, but and I'm not going to just say throwing money against the trash can either, but when you see this guy has a sound business plan, when you see that he's dedicated to what he's doing, when you see that every day he's working toward perfecting his gift, it may be through going to school, it may be going to seminars or other classes, or that he's uh, working from early in the morning, not getting off to 6, 7, 8 o'clock that evening, that's a guy that you can sow into because he's sowing into himself. So I guess what I'm really saying to you, if he's not sowing into him, don't you sow into him. Don't be – a lot of you keep going and getting these Mr. Potato Head men where you want to stick ears on a guy and hopefully you want to try to stick a brain in him. You even go buy this fool some clothes thinking if I just dress him up and give him some, he'll be all right. Hell no. That does not work. Like my girl says, and I say this every week, that's not how any of this works. Next sign, things that I want you to take into consideration. When you are dating a guy, and let's say you know that this may be the good fit. This dude really has something to offer you. He looks the part. He's a nice guy. He's a good friend to his friends. He tries to take care of his children. He works hard. Change up your presentation with this guy sooner than later. And here's what I'm saying. The first thing is start talking about the issues 
and problems that are going on in your life. And I'm not saying come to the man and turn in to treat him like he's social services and you're trying to get your EBT or your food stamp card. That's not what I said. What I'm saying is let him see you study and see how he deals with it if you're going to school. If he knows that you have a law practice or an accounting practice or you're starting a bakery or you're trying to open a hair shop, you know, see if dude will help you build that business. It, it doesn't mean that he's going to be sweeping hair off the floor and that he's going to be helping you make uh, batter, but he could be helping you do some branding. He could help you and and hooking you up with resources and connections that he has. But that needs to be a two-way street. You need to do that. In other words, what I'm saying, and put it another way, bring out the best in each other, not the worst. Encourage each other. You need to encourage him to grow professionally, personally, emotionally. You know, one thing that I'm seeing a, a significant trend is a lot of women are calling my office, and they're coming to me. And I think a lot of it is that I have some tests available that you ladies can use that will help you see if a man is ready to commit. So I know a lot of y'all have a hidden agenda when you come to my office. But the truth is those that are really about to pursue a relationship, that want to take things to that next level where you're putting a label on it, you're going to put a ring on it or set a date. Men like the idea of seeing that you know how to plan for the future because we don't. A lot of us do, but for the most part, I know women, are, especially those of you that are mothers, you understand that you have to think about tomorrow. And men like to see that in a woman. Another thing is show him that you can be trusted and look for signs that he can be trusted. And I'm going to give you a hard one for a lot of you ladies to swallow. When a man tells you, I'm not in a hurry to put a label on this relationship, that is one of the best things you can hear. Lots of you don't get that. I have been, you know, I know, I've been out on dates with women. Well, and I'm looking for something serious, and I'm ready to settle down. And I'm like, okay, you need your meds, right? Have you had your meds today? But the truth is, that is way too much, way too soon for less of a reason. You do not want to end up being that chick a guy ended up with. You want to be the woman that was his best and most reasonable choice. And that doesn't mean that you're not having value if you take that stance. If anything, that's a sign that you really know your value. No man, especially the brother that you want, you remember I said the odds are what, one in, one to 300, one to 500, depending on how how picky you are, but I guarantee you the more eligible and the more desirable he is, the more choices he has. And what men pick is not that worrisome chick. Matter of fact, most guys, when they cheat on a woman, if that man is over 35 years old, sex may have a little to do with it, but that's not why he keeps going back. I promise you, guys that have options, I'm one of those guys, so I know firsthand, I, the, one of the least things that are, that's going to make me pay attention to a woman is sex. Now, don't get me wrong. Like everybody else, I want to get my freak on too. But the truth be told, 
that means little if I can tr- if I cannot trust you. That means very little if when I need you to have my back, and I'm not just talking about with some change. I'm talking about I might just need you to edit a book or read something and give me your opinion. I'd like to know that you're going to read it and not tell me, oh, this is wonderful. No, I don't want to hear that mess. I want you to tell me this can be improved and that can be improved. Now, I don't need you criticizing me up and down every day, but I do need you being real with me. So the next sign that you want to look for in your relationship is how honest are we? Are we at a place where I can have you tell me the truth about what I'm not? And can you do that in a way that lets me know or lets you know that it's not coming from a place of judgment, that it's not coming from a place where you're trying to knock me down, but you really are trying to knock the chinks out of my armor? You're trying to get the rust off of my planet. To have that take place in your conversations, you need to talk about core beliefs. You need to talk about values. You need to talk at a spiritual level. And I'm not talking about a religious level, whereas he, and then on the third day, he got up. <laughs> Never mind. I'm sorry. I went to too many Baptist churches. <laughs> Pray for me. But the truth is, there has to be, (laughs) that was funny. (laughs) Anyway, the truth is, there has to be a spiritual connection. My producer is sending me a message. Just I won't even share that with you guys. But connecting at that emotional and that spiritual level goes far beyond the physical stuff because I don't care how attractive you are, sooner or later, the sex, you get used to it, sooner or later. You will go beyond surface things with each other. And when you're out of each other's presence, what you want to know about him and what he wants to know about you is, can I trust you? Can I respect the decisions you make? You know, this is something that caught me off guard. I was at a fraternity meeting. I'm a noob. So I'm listening to some of my frat brothers. And, you know, one of them said, man, you know what? I can meet some fine women, dog, but they stupid. Now, sisters, I'm not saying that that's what he said, but it's some stupid men out here, too. But the point I'm making is don't be scared to have an opinion. Don't think that after you went and got your MBA, your PhD, your BS, your BA, your certification, your license, whatever it is that you worked your butt off to get, Let the man know that you have something to offer other than you can cook a meal, wash his clothes, and have sex. Men are looking for productive relationships. And then uh, another thing is when you fight, how do you fight? Do you fight productively or do you just kind of like go left and start a rubber chicken necking and waving your finger? Because nobody wants a fool. I'll be honest with you. The men that you are really looking for, the guy that's making six figures a year and seven figures a year, I cannot afford to be with a hood rat. I can't be with a woman that if I'm out at the Whole Foods market, you didn't turn it into Piggly Wiggly on Saturday morning. You might as well have on some house shoes with animal heads on them and some flannel pajamas. I mean, you cannot just because you feel in some kind of way act a fool. And if you're dating a man that cannot control his temper or his mouth, You need to run. 
because sooner or later, y'all are going to end up doing a Rihanna and Chris or a Bobby and Whitney thing, and that, that's just not a good look. The other thing is people don't have to buy into everything that you want to do. And if you see a man that wants everything that he does is all about him, he, you know, he likes to go fishing, y'all go fishing. He likes to go bowling, y'all go bowling. And this guy never says, well, baby, what do you want to do? I mean, he never wants to sit through one of your movies. I mean, I swear to God, I do not like them movies with them old women in it just crying, smelling like Estelada. But I know that if I were to be in some type of committed relationship, a marriage, an engagement, I'm, that, that's part of what comes with it. You got to go to movies you don't want to see. You got to go to events you don't want to go to. And if you're dating a guy that never wants to take you anywhere, or you guys can't go to do some things that are on both sides of the table, that's a problem. Life comes with these challenges. Now, my producers are telling me these phones are, like, really lit up right now. I'm going to take a couple of questions from some of you guys and, again, try not to use somebody's full name or even your full name because I don't want you calling me going off talking about somebody's in your business. If you have already called in, press 1 on your phone. If not, you can call in at 646-478-5610, Would you guys uh, clear the queue for me? Okay, cool. So the queue is uh, – we've cleared out everything. Press 1 and you will be the next caller, and I'll uh, answer a question or take your comments on dating and finding the right man. Until then, we're going to keep going down this path. Um, the other thing I want us to talk about is children and dating. How do you date a man that has children or doesn't? How do you know he's going to be a good dad to your kids? Well, here's number one. If he has kids of his own and he ain't taking care of them, don't you be stupid enough to get with that man because he surely is not going to be a good father to your kids. I promise you. And when you see a guy that is always doing for your children and he never does anything for his red flag, you need to run. Take, I'm talking about hit the dough, see you, bye, deuces. That is not a good relationship. When, you are, when you're a parent, Men are looking at what you do around your kids. So you cannot be hitting your child with your church shoes. You can't cuss your children out. It is not a good look. The other thing is if you see a man that does not know how to be kind to children or that is impatient with children, that's not the guy you want in your life. Men that mistreat the elderly, the handicapped, and children it is only a matter of time before that ticking time bomb blows up on you. When you see a man, be kind to a waiter. Be kind to a waitress. If you're at a hotel, how does he treat the maid? What does he do when he gets upset? Does he start breaking things and cursing and throwing things? Or does he stop and think it out? Wait, you know, being meek does not mean he's weak. <clears throat> I know some of you figure if he doesn't punch somebody, he ain't a man. No, he's suable. Real men do not like being incarcerated, right? So look for these gentle qualities in a brother. When you, if you have a man in your life 
And I'm not going to tell you to do this. Matter of fact, I'll tell you to do the exact opposite. Never try to make him jealous because that's just stupid. If anything, what you're probably going to do is lose the guy or get somebody shot. But what you do want to do is pay very close attention. How does he respond under pressure? I'm writing an article right now for your tango. Dot com. Uh, if, you have, if you're not a member of your tango, you guys know I don't go around endorsing things real quick. And I'm not endorsing them because I'm a contributor of content to them. I'm an expert to them or what have you. But that's a, that's a pretty good website to learn a whole lot about dating and relationships. But the thing I'm saying is look at if a man is he's in one of three positions when you meet him. He's either going into a storm. He's in the midst of a storm, or he's coming out of a storm. Now, what I mean by that is this. If he's going into a storm when you first meet him and his mother just passed or, you know, he just got laid off his job, and I'm not talking about this person that's been laid off their job four times in the last three months. That's somebody that needs some medicine. I'm talking about a normal person that's just going through normal everyday life. When you see things like that take place, Watch how he handles it. Does he does he come unravel? Does he run to his mama? Because you don't want a man that runs to his mama. I'm not saying don't go to your mother and get some help, because I know doggone well that when Nita was living, I would surely be going to her when I needed help. But the truth is, how does he handle going into a problem? Second thing, let's say he's in the midst of a storm. That's a good time to meet somebody because at that point, all the fake people have faded to black, and that makes you look really good, especially if you step into it and you're part of the solution and not part of the problem. A lot of you women are right lonely today because you were a fair-weather friend. When somebody needed you the most, you got ghosts. You didn't stick by. Good men will survive the storm. Hardship doesn't last forever. You know, like in the word, it says weeping man do it for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Stop and look at how are you dealing with life and the problems of normal everyday life with this man that you're with, and how is he treating you? If he is still loving and if he's still saying, well, you know what, baby, I can't take you out to Del Frisco's, but I, we can go to HEB and pick up a couple of steaks and cook them at home, you know, or, okay, I can't take you to go see the play you want to go see, but we can go to Redbox and rent a movie. Don't run out on somebody like that because that's letting you know when the pressure hits, he'll still stick by you. He won't be this guy that disappeared and you he went to the store and you keep looking for him to pull back up and he's not coming back, right? And then here's the other part. That person that has been through hell and survived it. I mean, I was there. I never will forget once when I was at U of H, don't laugh at me, y'all. I couldn't, um, I, I had a track phone. I don't know if any of you know what that is, but they, they had this phone where you had to buy these cards for minutes, and I'd be talking to people like, okay, okay, hurry up, bye, you know, and looking for a, a pay phone, something that doesn't even exist anymore. So when I got to a point, no one, I couldn't really date. I didn't have any money. And who wants a 40-year-old guy that's living on campus with no money? Well, how you like me now, boo? Them same people 
that wouldn't give me the time of day back then on that University of Houston campus. If I go on that campus now, they're trying to invite me to lunch, dinner, and dates. And, you know, I know, boo. I remember how you treated me then. But what I did learn, and this is what I'm telling you to look for in a man, men that have been through a storm and they're coming out, signs that he's a good man are he's going to take responsibility for his contribution to this problem. In my case, using an example, mother died, all that stuff got embezzled. It wasn't all the embezzlement because I was self-medicating. I was smoking so much weed, I could have looked like a choo-choo train from afar. You know what I'm saying? I was stressed out. I was depressed. I was, um, you know, just I wasn't taking care of me because I was hurting, and I didn't even reach out to anybody. So I learned from my mistake. The guy that you're looking at now, the guy you're dating, if he's really ready for you, he owns his mistakes. And and some people own their mistakes and keep making them. I'm not talking about that kind of serial dysfunction. I'm talking about the kind of person that says, you know what, when me and my ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, ex-fiance broke up, it wasn't all her. You know, sometimes I was insensitive. Sometimes I didn't appreciate her. I mean, look for him to say things like that because that's the sign that he's a grown man for real. The other thing is look at the spiritual connection. If a man doesn't love God and doesn't revere keeping his word to God, how could he ever honor you? I mean, think about that. If this man does not acknowledge his creator, how could he acknowledge you? There's a, there's some that's written where it says, you know, how can you love a God whom you cannot see? And here's your brother you see every day and you yet defile him. So look for a sign that this man has a reverence for something greater than himself. Now, going into these last few spots, and I really i am going to give you something that I think is going to be a meaningful checklist for you to know if your relationship is really worth engaging or this is one of these things that you might want to get just take off and start running from. But these are going to be some signs that you're with a man that you should marry. I know every sister in all over the country is like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Don't thank him too quick because you might not be on this list, boo. First thing, he makes sacrifices for you. That's right. And I'm not always talking about he went and got a payday loan because that's not a sacrifice. That's stupidity unless you're about to get evicted. But truth is, he he will help you find that new job. He will support you while you are without your car. He picks you up, gives you a ride, doesn't ask you for gas money, which ain't nothing wrong with that because gas is high as I don't know what, but he makes sacrifices for you. The next thing, you know you both have the same value system. You both enjoy salsa dancing or going to plays or meditating. And I'm not talking about because the other person said it. Listen, people will play you. So don't, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that he naturally has the same values 
and interests that you do. You know, like for me, I meditate every day. I pray every day. Uh, I work out. I try to eat right, which, child, I don't. I ain't going to lie, but I try to, just to be honest. If you have been together for more than a year and he still opens your door, pulls your chair out, little things like that, you don't mind taking your FMPs off, that's blank me pumps. <laughs> you, if you'll figure it out later, just play the tape back. But if he, if you can be around him, and he says to you, "Baby, you know I love you and your stilettos, but I know here, yeah, go ahead and put your flats on." You know, I got the door. Don't don't you ever open your door around me. So, you know, I open the door for women. I don't even know. So if you're dating a man that won't open your door for you, you need to you need to get away from him. Here's the next one. Does he accept you the way you are while inspiring you to do better? In other words, I'm not going to say the brother ought to be like, look, would you please quit wearing them white panties that come up to your navel up on your – well, maybe you should stop wearing that because that's just – child, get you some cute panties, whatever you do. Please don't be wearing those. But if he – can just accept you, I guess even with your granny panties and all, whatever, but does he like your cat or your dog? Does he cook for you? Or he knows you can't cook, so he'll cook. And if you can't cook, child, please don't cook. And especially if I happen to know you, don't don't try to kill me too. But can he accept you the way you are? Now, here's a big one, ladies. Take a deep breath, because for some of y'all, this is going to come as a revelation. When you think about marrying him, is he the best part of the wedding? Hey, that's deep, ain't it? Some of you right now are about to marry the wrong doggone man. So if you, when you think of the wedding, if you're thinking of your dress and the cake, and who's the guest list, and where the registry is more than you're thinking of him, that's a red flag, baby girl. You do not need to be getting married. Or if you are going to get married, call 877-508-2025, 877-508-2025, press extension 102, and set up an appointment with me before you ruin your life and somebody else's. Here's the other one. Are you... Or have you survived a long-distance relationship? And it's hard and scary. But if you are steady making the connection while you are apart, you're still friends, you're still chatting it up on the phone. And I'm not saying that's hard to do because some people just don't have no damn life. So I don't let that fool you. I'm talking about but when you get around that person and, you know, the magic is there, the fire is still there, the sex is there, whatever. But when they're not apart, you're not inclined to go try to find somebody new. That's a sign that this guy is really somebody special to you. Now, here's the other one. When you know damn well you don't like having a roommate <laughs> and you love having your own space, but when he is around, you don't mind. That's a big one, ain't it? 
If you do not like having a roommate and you prefer your own space with this person, see, like with me, I'll be honest. I love having my space. Ain't feeling no roommate. You good around me for about three or four days. After that fourth day, you need to go, <laughs> you know, because I just, you know, but see, that's how I know I'm not ready to get married to nobody, but I don't care how much I like you. Three or four days is about all I can take. But if you think this is the right guy for you and you don't like having a roommate and you love having your own space, but when he's around, you don't get tired of him, and you're glad he's there, and you ain't mad because he put that glass on your table and then put a coaster down, that's a sign you're really digging this dude. Now, here's another one. When you feel like planning things, and, and this is something you can always ask a man, but I'm going to warn you first. A lot of men, especially men that make decisive, deliberate moves, they're not going to talk too much about something because when they do finally talk about it, they mean it. So don't confuse a man not talking wedding and six months from now me and you when he's not taking you serious. A lot of people just don't understand the value of time. I always tell women, allow time to have a voice because it has a lot to say. Now, here's another big deal. Can either of you cry in front of the other person without feeling embarrassed? Can you share hardships with this person without feeling embarrassed? That's a sign that that might be the right man, okay? Now, here's a big one. When your friends are complaining about men or the guys they're going out with or went out with, you get quiet because you don't have too much to contribute. That's another sign that you might be with the right guy. When good relationships come with confrontation, and there's going to be times that he's going to ask you, you did what? What in the hell? Or you're going to look at him and go, how did you do that? But right after you say it or right after he says it, you are totally 100% down with trying to fix the problem. That's a sign you're in a good relationship. Now, here's some other good stuff, okay? And then I'm going to start getting ready to wrap this. But he cares about your friends as much as he cares about you. He lets you vent. He still takes the time to notice that you look good or when you look ratchet, you know, like, you know, that your your hair, like my mother used to say, uh, you know, child, your hair look like a bird's nest, (laughs) you know, when your hair is just so jacked up and he'll tell you, baby, come on now, here's some change. Please go get your hair done. You look like you're about to uh, be on on dark shadows or twilight zone or something. I mean, when he can still look at you, When you're at your worst and he still is willing to help you be at your best. See, all of these things that I'm saying to you right now, and I I hope you play this show back because I've said a lot of stuff, but it's all good stuff, is designed for you to quit recycling these bad relationships. As a matter of fact, think about it like this. All this time that you have been going in and out of these relationships only to wind up starting over with somebody else a few months later, a year or so later, 
What did all those men have in common? You. That's right. It wasn't the men. It's you. So, you know, I even had a sister write me, and dear one, I'm not trying to put you out there, so don't get mad at me. But I, I, I don't know what country, I don't know what, I, I, this came from England or the States or somewhere. But I got this letter from somebody, and she said, Doc, I keep attracting felons. I want to quit. And I'm like, when I read that, I'm like, who in the hell have you been hanging out with? You know, but I'm going to say this, and I'm not being critical of you, baby. So if you're listening, I'm not talking about you in a negative way. Sometimes we have to ask ourselves, what kind of light am I giving off? Because if you want to attract, and I'm going to borrow Deborah Duncan, my friend at CBS's phrase, if you want to attract a different moth, maybe you should light a different flame. Maybe, just maybe the light that you're giving off is attracting what you're getting. It's time, sisters, to take some inventory. I want you to stop tonight and write down this. This is the last write down for the evening. Write down what qualities, and and I'm going to say 10 qualities that you really want in a man. Write them down. Go ahead and do it right now while I'm here. It could be I want him to be prayerful. I want him to be successful in his career. I want him to be somebody that has a good sense of humor. I want him to, and I'm not, don't be writing down, child, I want him to have big hands and big feet. I'm a big girl. He needs to be packing. I need him to hit this. No, that is not what I'm talking about, you gymnastic freak yourself. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm saying qualities that, you know, a good job, you get that because you worked hard and got a good education, okay? Or if you're a successful entrepreneur, it's because you did some good planning and some you got good networking skills and you did a great job and people referred you, okay? But I'm talking about qualities like sensitivity, wisdom. And it could be even some habits in there like, he don't smoke weed no more. No, I'm just kidding. That, well, I hope he doesn't at this. If you're still smoking cigarettes or weed at this season in your life, you really got some issues going on because they'll both of them make your breasts stink, your clothes stink. Not a good look. Uh, but the real things, like, you know, he likes to go and read. He He is his own man. All right? Now, I know you're probably still writing, but here's where I'm going with that. I want you to look at that list. How many of the qualities that you wrote down that you want him to have do you have? In other words, what I'm saying to you, dear one, is you have to be that which you seek. The other thing is how many relationships do you have going on right now? See, some of you can't find a good man because you got too many damn men. you still sleeping with your baby daddy. You got the guy that, well, you know, he comes in town every six months or so for business, and y'all have some business. Uh, sometimes, you, you you know, you work with him, and when y'all out of town, y'all kind of do that, you know, whatever your dad is. How can you expect God to send you the man that you really want when you have all these, what, I guess these stand-in people just kind of in the wings, that you know doggone well none of them really mean anything to you. You only use him for the car note. You use him for the sex. 
he's good because you need somebody to talk to. Have you ever just stopped to think maybe, just maybe if I'm just alone with me and God, that God could actually point out to you that the man he's been trying to send you, you either already have him or he's right over there, but you won't get his attention until you change your ways or your attitude? Okay. All right, so here's this deal. My producers are looking at me going, Doc, you're going over. I know, I know, I know, but I can do that. It's our show. Me and we own this show, don't we, audience? Here's what I want you to do. Today, if you are listening to us via Blog Talk Radio, hit the subscribe button. We have millions of listeners, but few of you guys actually hit the button. So please hit the subscribe button to the show so that way, you know, we can count you and know you're out there. And we, you'll automatically get notification when we're wrong. Second thing, if you are listening because someone on Facebook told you about this or you got a direct invite, which a few of you do, every show we send out a few hundred invites, uh, we know you listen in because we get the numbers. We see the numbers. But we need you for to, to – we're trying to collect our data and we're being listened to in Australia, England, the UK, Japan, all of, even Kazakhstan. But the thing is, I need you guys to hit the I'm attending button because this show is archived. But we need to collect that data because we want this program to serve you better. And that's how we know that we're doing it. Last thing, last couple of things. Hit the like button on the Facebook page. If you find my personal page, hit the follow button. Now, with all of that said, I hope this has been helpful. We're going to do a part two to this show because I'm tired of getting these letters uh, about you being hurt, lonely, taken advantage of, broke, busted, and disgusted. That is not what God wants. As a matter of fact, that's not what I want, and it certainly should not be what you want. With that said, I love you madly. I'll talk to you on Wednesday at noon for some lunchtime love. Have an awesome week this week. And if can't nobody love you, you do it. Nobody can do it better than you. Well, except me. Have a great week. Bye now.